Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Maryland men's basketball defeats Michigan 64-57 to here at Xfinity Center Thursday night. I'm Emmett Siegel here with Andrew Chodas on the Testudo Talk podcast, an instant reaction. We haven't done one of these yeah. in a while, yeah. um, and this was was quite a game to react to. Um, really, really sloppy first half, but then the Terps kind of come alive in the second half and get the job done. You know, Kevin Willard said it himself in the post-game press conference. Pretty much every game for this team yeah. is going to be a must-win moving forward, the way that they've set themselves up, but the way they've played early in the season. And today, it really felt like they were doomed. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the, the ins and outs yeah. of the games. But it was really Dante Scott, it felt like for me, that came alive. And, uh, and you know, Maryland comes away with a much-needed home victory. Yeah, the, no, the second half was definitely worth the price of admission. Uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, kind of just all, everything was kind of falling for Maryland. Dante Scott, like you mentioned, he made four threes in a row in the second half. I believe he had 18 points in the second half. It was either, I think, 18 or 20. 20 points. 20 points in the second half. So, absolutely ridiculous. And his most thunderous two points of the game came in the first few minutes when he had that highlight reel dunk where he brought the house down. That was incredible. But, yeah, Maryland just uh, – just what a weird game. But it kind of encompasses what the season's been all about, right? It's the offenses. There's, there's still no rhythm to it. The shots, yeah, they fell – you guys are shorthanded and struggling Michigan squad in the second half. But in the first half, you know, you only made eight shots. You made went one of 11 from three. Um, you only scored 21 points. I jokingly, I know I jokingly tweeted out that Maryland football scored more points in the first quarter of the Music City Bowl or equal that total that Maryland scored in the first half of this game. So the struggles were definitely there. But in the second half, a lot went right. And thankfully for Maryland, they survived and they got a, a must a must need a win. Yeah, and apologies for any background noise. They're setting yeah. up Xfinity Center for a gymnastics meet tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, like you said, the first half was uh, about as bad as you could possibly expect for Maryland. Um, it just was kind of a microcosm of all the things that have gone wrong for them this year, yeah. just compacted into one half. The shooting was bad. The turnovers were bad. Yeah. They were not getting defensive stops at the consistency that they would like. Although they were early on, it was. I think it was ten to six. Well, it was at yeah with well, ten minutes to go in was, the first half. Yeah, it was seven. It was seven to six at the under sixteen timeout. It was seven to six at the under twelve timeout, and then it was ten to six halfway through the first uh first half. So, yeah, really ugly. And uh, the fans didn't start booing until like the end of the first half. If I was a fan, I would have started booing with fifteen minutes to go in the first half. It was really ugly. Uh, both teams couldn't get a shot to fall. Um, but then kind of as the game went on, Maryland really wore out Michigan. I think it's kind of the best way to put it. Michigan, without their leading scorer, Doug McDaniels, they were obviously hurting in that department. And just as the game went on, Michigan, they couldn't really get uh, get uh, get anything to fall. Juju Reese was really good uh, defensively in the second half, especially Absolutely. late. He had a few crucial blocks. Um, but, yeah, Maryland kind of just hung on, and then they kind of started to find the rhythm as the game went on. Yeah, and you talked about Dante Scott, but I'll just echo that. I mean, Dante Scott today had – Kind of continued what has been a, a pretty promising trend for him. Yeah. Um, you know, to start the season, there were rightfully a lot of people complaining about the yeah. the play of Dante Scott. You know, the the overwhelming sentiment from the team was, you know, he's practicing well, but he's not yeah. playing well in the games. But today, I mean, you really can't say enough about what he did. Those twenty second half points. I mean, you know, this team was down twelve at the half. Yeah. Those twenty second half points really put you over the edge. Um, and those threes were crucial. You mentioned the dunk in the first half. That was great. But, uh, you know, it was really that second half where yeah. he came alive. He had a left-handed hook shot. He had a couple free throws. It was just, you know, pretty much one of those things where you're just in a zone. Sometimes in basketball it happens, and it happened to happen with him today, yeah. um, where you're just in a zone and everything you put up goes in. It felt like that for Dante Scott. Um, like you said, Julian Reese, really impressive today. 
had a double double. Um, those stops towards the end yeah. were crucial, and then gosh, uh, yeah, and then yeah, I, mean, go ahead. I think we got, we got to shout out uh, Deshaun Harris Smith. He was, I think, he had his best game of the season. I, I know on on the stat sheet, it might not, it might uh, might not have shown he had he had only had ten points and five rebounds, but he was outstanding on both ends of the floor. He he played all but five minutes of the game, so I think he was he played the second most minutes out of any term, uh, or third most behind uh, Jameer and and Juju. And he was really excellent. He was driving to the hoop, especially early in the second half. He was kind of the catalyst to that early push, which kind of got them back in the game. And even he mentioned post game, he kind of felt really comfortable as the game went on. And so for him, I think that's a really encouraging sign for Maryland fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, him and this was another uh, note post game, but uh, but him and Jamie Kaiser playing as many minutes as they did. I mean, Both over thirty. Yeah, you're without Jahari Long, so you know you're expecting some other guys to get a lot of run, maybe more than you're used to. But to have two freshmen play that big of a role is kind of a uh, you know, it could go either way, right? It could be a complete disaster or it could it could go very well. Um, today, I thought Deshaun played really well. I mean, Jamie had had his moments. He had two threes in the second half that were... That, they were timely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those threes were big and part of Maryland's second half push to really, you know, kind of get them across the finish line because, you know, they, they were dead in the water and then, you know, they make this push and it's a back and forth game. And then Michigan's trying to make a comeback and, you know, those threes really helped. Yeah. Um, but just to have the confidence in those two guys and to see it really pan out in a conference game is really, really promising. You know, this team has to go on the road now for two straight games um, before Michigan State comes back here to College Park. Yeah. So, you know, you got to find a way to carry this momentum onto the road. You're hoping that Jahari Long is back because he provides some much-needed guard depth. Yeah. But uh, but overall, yeah, the freshman really good today. Um, and Jameer Young, you know, it was, it was weird. You know, not his finest game. Um, yeah. You know, Maryland, for the most part this year, has – kind of been a one or two man team, maybe a one and a half man team with, uh, with mostly Jameer young and then Julian reset times as well. Um, tonight was not the Jameer young show. Like we've seen yeah. some other times. Um, what do you have? 12 points, 14 points, something like that. Uh, Jameer finished with 12 points, but he missed a couple pretty easy laps. He missed, he missed one pretty clear cut dunk. He didn't, he just, he missed shots that he usually makes, but you know, it happens. And, and for other guys to contribute, especially Dante Scott, like you mentioned, has to be a positive sign in Cubs fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the question after they lost to Purdue here, you know, obviously Purdue on a completely different level than Michigan. <laughs> you know, Michigan reeling right now, that's five straight losses for Michigan. Um, you know, the Doug McDaniel suspension, there's just a lot going on with that program that it seems like they're really trying to figure it out. But, uh, but you know, the Purdue win uh, or the Purdue loss, I should say, for Maryland, you know, you got like 25 points from Jameer Young. I think it was 26, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, and you come out on a losing effort of that um, to get only 12 points from Jameer Young and win against a conference opponent at home is, is pretty promising. Um, you know, if they had lost this game, you know, it was only a couple point difference. If they lose this game, then it's, you know, it, it, the the discussion is completely different. The right? score was 64-57. We haven't even said that yet. <laughs> yeah, I think I said it right wow. at the beginning, but um, – but yeah, I mean, this was this was a close game against a team that's really not playing very good basketball right now. Um, so, you know, these are the games you have to win if you're Maryland if you want to try and turn this thing around. Um, I think I, I said it at the beginning, but once again, you know, pretty much every game is a must-win for yeah. Maryland at this point, especially those home games. Um, you don't really have a lot of margin for error with the way they've set this season up. So, you know, this this was a game you needed to win. It looked like it was over. And then Dante Scott kind of rescues you. Uh, Julian Reese with a really strong second half. I think most of his points were in the second half as well. Just overall, a much, much needed result. We don't have to go so in-depth into this, but I do want to mention Kevin Willard's post-game comments. I thought they were really interesting about just kind of how the, how the team's going, some more specifics about the game. I know you mentioned kind of the defensive pressure and how they've adjusted. What were, what were your takeaways kind of from his comments today? Um, I mean, I think that it was, you know, in that second half, um, and this was the question I posed to him, 
in the second half, um, when Maryland started to make a run back into the game, it really thrived off of making the game really sloppy, yeah. making the game really hectic. You know, they, they established that full court pressure once, once the shots started falling, especially once the threes started falling from Scott. Um, and they were able to turn that into points. Julian Reese had a steal and score. Um, there were a couple of times where, you know, bodies were flying. They were able to, to jump on some loose balls. Um, my biggest takeaway from today's game is that Maryland kind of has to win ugly yeah. against a lot of teams this year. I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, outscore teams. We know that. I mean, you know, they put up 64 points today, but there was a time where it looked like the football team was going to outscore them yeah. against Michigan. Um, and, you know, today was not the finest showing, but you come out with a win. Maryland can't really replicate this against better teams, but the formula at least is there for Maryland to kind of slop the game up. And you've yeah. seen it from some other teams, some other coaches around the country that have had success, um, that have had, you know, done well with maybe less talented rosters, yeah. kind of overachieved by just kind of making teams play their game. Obviously, it helps to start making those shots. So you can set up that press. And, and I, but, like, you know, if Maryland is going to win games against some teams, like I said, you got Michigan State coming in yeah. here. You got Illinois, who even though they're down Terrence Shannon, at least for now, I don't know what his legal situation is. Um, you know, you got some tough teams coming up. If you want to have a chance against those teams, you got to make them play your game because you're not going to be able to outscore teams. You got to kind of slap the game up yeah. and turn it into just a, you know, a helter-skelter game where yeah. you can thrive in transition and maybe get some opportunistic shots. Yeah, and it's not just that. I mean, even if you look at the losses to Indiana and Villanova, I mean, the defense has shown it's good enough to compete with really most teams in the conference. It's If some shots fall, the defense is usually good enough to kind of hold the other the, the opponent in check. If Merrill is able just to hit a few of the open threes or even just the open jumpers that they're missing, I'm not saying they're I'm not saying they're gonna win ten of their next twelve, but I'm saying maybe they can finish, you know, right now they're two and three in conference play. Maybe they can finish a game or two or three above five hundred. I think that's kind of the goal right now, just based on how poor the season started. Well, the best I think the best case you, you can hope for with Maryland realistically, yeah. you know, assuming there's not gonna be some miraculous run where they win a, you know, fifteen straight games. Um, you know, the best realistic outcome you can hope for with Maryland is to put yourself in position to be in position by the end of the yeah. year, right? Put yourself in a position where you can play yourself back onto the NCAA tournament bubble, where you can, you know, long put yourself in a long way to go. To long way to go. Yeah. But if you can put yourself in a position where you win enough games to at least put yourself in the conversation where, you know, the last couple games of the regular season, you got some winnable games at the end of regular season. Um, and then the big 10 tournament comes around where maybe you can play yourself in, yeah. right? And, you know, like games like this are games you can't afford to yeah. lose. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what we think. I think they got to win at least one of those road games coming up. Um, you know, once you start losing home games, Michigan State's a good team playing better basketball than they were at the beginning of the season. But, uh, you know, you can't really start losing. You can't really lose any more road game, or home games, I should say. Excuse me. Um, you know, the road games are really going to be the X factor. We saw what happened in Minnesota. It wasn't pretty. Um, you know, they, they, they blew that game. You know, there's no way around it. They blew that game. Um, those are the kind of games that hold you back. And, you know, today, I think the best way we can describe today's game, or at least the best way I would describe it, is that Maryland escaped Escape. with a win yeah. at home against a pretty bad team. It kind of felt like we're in the same place as when we were, you know, almost in the same exact seat doing the Penn State postgame reaction, where I'm like, you know, that performance doesn't get the job done against pretty much any other team in the Big Ten. That's what it felt like today. It felt like you're lucky that you were playing Michigan today because the way that, I mean, the way that Maryland was shooting the ball in that first half, I mean, Michigan wasn't doing all too much better. You know, if, if Maryland's playing, say, Michigan State, they already played Purdue. Illinois is pretty good, pretty explosive. You know, you got some good teams in this conference. 30-point game. Yeah, I mean, the game is over at halftime. Yeah. Even though it felt like, you know, Maryland wasn't trending the right way at this, you know, at halftime of this game, that was because Maryland wasn't playing well. But Michigan wasn't playing well either. If you play a team that 
has that firepower, it's not going to go well at all for you. So they got a lot to figure out. It's a lot more positive after a win. But uh, but man, this was this was an ugly game. I mean, we even got the sickos committee starting to like tweets and and tweet about this tweet about this game. I mean, it was that kind of game. Like, I mean, you mentioned it, but how often do you see media timeout to media timeout with zero points combined? Yeah, I I think to wrap this one up, I think an ugly victory, a, a must. It was such an important game for Maryland to have. They needed to have it. They got it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was very ugly. They got the win that they needed so desperately. And now you look at two games in the road against Illinois, who's one of the best teams in the country, and then Northwestern, who showed that they can knock off some of the top teams like tough, they did against Tough Virginia. team to be on the tough road, team too. to beat on the road. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's good. That's good parting thoughts. I yeah. mean, you know, today at Xfinity, it was, uh, you know, they, they pretty much did just what they needed to do to win, right? This isn't going to fly on the road. This isn't going to fly against better teams. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. You'll take it. Um, you know, it, it snaps their, their short losing streak and, you know, gets another win in the Big Ten, which always helps. And uh, it's another step towards what they hope is turning the season around. But uh, but these, you know, these road games in that game against Michigan State and then, you know, a couple more to, to end the month will will really tell you where this team is, you know, heading into February and heading down the home stretch. Um, that's all for me. Andrew, you want to sign us off? Oh, so that's short. Yes, that's so. Thank you for listening to the Test Who Talk podcast. We will be back after the Melons road trip. Yeah, we'll be back with uh with some more uh some more coverage. You know, as the season goes on, me and Andrew Colin is 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 done for the year. He's off uh in Europe. He's he's in Italy a couple months after the the basketball team. He missed them by a couple months, wow, but uh, but everyone wish Colin well. Uh, me and Andrew will be here holding it down for the rest of the season. And thanks everyone for listening. We will see you after Maryland gets back from its road trip. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.